one of these days, I'm actually going to sit down and edit out all of our pre-roll. One of these days, I swear. And then this is future Ray saying, this is is some of the bullshit we have to put up with. Good luck editing all that. Oh, 76 episodes or 77 or whatever it is up to this point. Josh, it's your turn. Don't fuck up. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) You're not allowed to start the episode with pew, pew, pew. Pressure's on. I'm bringing Senate 48. With an odd number. Actually, it's even. <laughs> well, baby, baby, no, keep going. No, my fuck name you. is keep Josh. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Mike and Ray. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing great. This podcast is already a disaster. So. We're all, we're off to the best of this starts. Is a, Ray, you might actually have to start the podcast before I actually did the intro, so we can catch that excellent joke. Just, I think I might just, I, I don't know. Little, little don't. bit of, you'll, you'll get a little bit of how the sausage is made, but, uh, yeah. No promises. Yep, probably. <laughs> probably. Why not? <laughs> yeah. You'll so save me seconds you know, go from back, editing. Go back about five, ten seconds and, you know, get a little, get a little insight and a good little bit of why we were giggling. Well, giggle monsters. You have a giggle. Pew, 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 Finger guns, motherfuckers. If you don't take control of this goddamn podcast, I will it's, take the raids from you. It's been a hot <laughs> second since we've potted, guys. We've it's it's been two weeks or something. Yeah, it's I've been you know, know, we've been we've been a little busy. Uh, had some had some busy weekends and really some kind of light-ish news weeks anyway. So um, I went on a vacation for like a week. Yeah, Ray was out mm-hmm. of town. So, Mike and I did some other hashtag content for you to keep you busy there for a little while, yes. throwing out some other stuff, but uh, we're getting back to your regularly scheduled podcast about video games. Yeah. Sounds we've good. Got some, we've got some games to talk about. Gentlemen, real quick, mm-hmm. let's let's just go through, is there anything in particular you've been playing that you want to talk about right now? Start with Ray, well, which since one he was on, uh, oh, okay. he was all traveling and whatnot, and <clears throat> See if uh, he has some tales of traveling video games. I do. Sometimes called mobile games. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, I have checked off another checkbox. Video games. Pocket games. (laughs) (laughs) And in that checkbox, according to Switch Marketing, I took my Switch on the plane and um, I made a discovery. So you know how in the advertisement they showed where the guy was like holding the two uh, Joy-Cons and he had to switch on the uh, table? That seems like a bad idea. The kickstand is so stupid that that's a horrible (laughs) setup to begin with. The slightest bit of turbulence and the thing just topples over like it was meant to do so. (laughs) I've seen the CNET video. (laughs) And um, that's one. Two... uh, the Joy-Cons don't work in airplane mode, so that's just bullshit advertising. End of story. <laughs> wait, wait, what? No, the Joy-Cons don't work in airplane mode. They, they just don't work. You have to connect them to the, to the base unit. Oh, okay. No, I'm so serious. it's like So it like still connects. For a second, I was just like... What? So... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the whole system doesn't work in airplane Excuse mode. Me? No, no. So, so you know in the advertisement, he's like laid out in the chair and he's got the two Joy-Cons in hand as he's playing like Nobby. Skyrim. No, that, that's fucking bullshit if you put it in airplane mode. I guess I can kind of see that, but... No! Uh, 
No, that's true. It's because it, airplane mode shuts off all wireless communications. Yeah, it shuts and Bluetooth signal is a wireless communication. But so you I can, really didn't think about you can that. technically turn on Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on a plane. It's cell service that is what you're supposed to turn off. So no, that I, seems weird. No, I get you. But from like a, 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 a basic consumer perspective, if they say put your device in airplane mode and you do like a good airplane passenger and you try to pop off your switch Joy-Cons, you can't. Play. So huh. you know, obviously, what you're saying is true. Interesting. You just keep it off of airplane mode. Um, but I, I just thought I'd bring that up. <clears throat> I was playing. In case you're curious, what game I was playing? I was playing Blaster Master Zero on. Uh, uh, it's an indie game, or Inti Creates created it. It's fun. It's good. It's easy uh, until it gets to the later levels. It's short. I beat it basically while I was on vacation. Actually, yeah, I beat it while I was on vacation. Um, it's got one small... It plays like the original Blaster Master, except it's got some more refined graphics. It's got bigger bosses. It's got some really powerful, and in some cases, a little bit overpowered weaponry. But that's the fun of the game, right? Um, I like the mechanics. I like the game, obviously, enough to beat it. It's got one bullshit thing to where you have to beat the game, or you have to get to the final boss, with every weapon co collected and 100% of the map explored, and if you don't do that, you don't get to unlock the final section of the game, which opens up the true ending in the final boss. Which, uh, just just as a heads up for anyone that wants to play Blaster Master Zero, explore the map, get all the weapons, otherwise you don't get the final part of the game, which I find to just be bullshit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, that was disappointing to me. And also, uh, I bought Mario Kart Deluxe 8 at the behest Ooh. of some people, Mike included. And, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's really fun. They made some really solid refinements on the Switch version that I'm enjoying. Like, um, yeah. the auto-accelerate feature where you don't have to hold the accelerate button. You just let it go, and it's going to give you the same, if not better, acceleration than if you were just holding on to the A button forever in the day. Oh, weird. That's, that's, no, that's great. It works That's that, That's great. pretty cool, because honestly, like, sometimes playing Mario Kart, because uh, did you play the Wii U version? I played it uh, twice at a friend's place, but I, oh, I never man. owned it. Oh man, God, man! I think Mario Kart Eight might be my is my favorite Mario Kart. It's just so good. Like, yeah, that is a really good, solid Mario mm -hmm. Kart. It like, just, I mean, yeah, the tracks from, are like, great. The, uh... the mechanics of the driving, I feel, are some of the tightest they've been. Some of the mm -hmm. stuff that they add with the traversal and the way that the cars kind of feel differently on the different parts of the track. Um, yeah, that Mario Kart 8 is a phenomenal game, and the fact that they reissued it for the Switch is one of the best decisions I think they could have made. Um, reissued it with all the characters and all the tracks from the DLC. Yeah, all yeah. the DLC. Really? Now, the big get question the is... Are they tracks. going to now add even more? Are they going to, you know, put out more DLC, newer tracks, you know, new characters at some point? Or is they are, you know, are they just saying, hey, here's the definitive edition, have it? You know, it's I'm I'm very curious as to to what that looks like moving forward because I don't think they've announced if, anything. I don't think so. Um, and if so I far. If I mean, if I had to hazard a guess, I think that they probably want the version that's called Deluxe to be like it. Uh, but it's also, I mean, like, but yeah, it's it's cool to hear that they added. I mean, that they they fixed the battle mode, 
Uh, they, I mean, they added kind of cool little features like that and like the extra boosting and stuff. So, I mean, as someone who's already played a ton of Mario Kart 8, it's not like it's basically if you don't have if I, I think like if you don't have a Wii U and are on the fence about getting a switch like between Zelda and Mario Kart 8, like that's all the reason you need. Like like that's I, that's oh man, Mario Kart 8 is so good. <sighs> like just the I I I. I love that game. The soundtrack is so perfect. It's so good. The music is really good in oh, that game. Shockingly good. It's yeah. so good. All that all that orchestral <clears throat> stuff. Oh, it's beautiful. What a great soundtrack. That's awesome. Cool. Um, I think besides Blaster Master Zero and Mario Kart 8, um, you know, I told you I was on vacation last week. I decided to just take a trip to Hawaii. That uh, that was basically it. Didn't play a lot of other games. I, I guess when we get off of here, I'm gonna explore that player unknown battleground. I guess I can move to you, plug, uh, but, Mike. Plug, what, real quick, timeout. Just saw something on. I was looking at something to see. Uh, was curious huh? about. I haven't bought Mario Kart 8 yet, but I do plan to eventually. I was seeing if it was still in the uh, window of the reduced price <laughs> if you buy it early. Um, I did not see that. But I did see something interesting um, that Nintendo Switches right now on Amazon will be going in stock on May 22nd, apparently. So keep that in mind if you have not gotten a Switch yet and you were looking to do so in the near future. Uh, Oh, I'll get this podcast out way before May 22nd. Yeah, so uh, keep an an eye. Keep an eye. hot news there. Yeah, no problem. Scooped. Looking out. Oh, I lied. I I had one more game that I was playing. Um... <clears throat> uh, Spectre Knight, the, the Shovel Knight says. add-on. Oh yeah, how is that? That is a great, great, great game. That is a great platformer game if you love like classic platformer games. That is uh, out of five, I give that a solid four point five out of five. That that is a great ass game. Um, nice. the, the, I mean, it has infinite lives, which you know you don't feel bad. You just lose money. But there's a certain point where the money doesn't matter in the game. So you, you really just keep going for broke. The only negative I would say about the game is I found the final boss just to be really frustratingly hard. But once I figured out the pattern, it was okay. And that's the only reason I don't give it like a perfect 5 out of 5. Because I found that, ugh, that, that, that just started pissing me off after a bit. But the game is great. I've got nothing but good things to say. Especially if you like the first Shovel Knight game. Great game. It's not like uh, Plague Knight where... Plague Knight was just like, play through the entirety of the first Shovel Knight game, except this Plague Knight, which I found to be boring, and I can understand why that was free DLC. This one, worth every penny of the $9.99 asking price. You will get your money back, and then some, in this game. Plus, it tells a bunch of little jokes, which are just kind of fun. Now, can you buy that by itself, or do you have to have Shovel Knight already? Can you just buy the no, you could just. Thing? They have uh, three different packages. There's Shovel Knight... Uh, which just comes with Shovel Knight. There's Treasure Trove, which comes with Shovel Knight, Plague Knight, and Spectre Knight. And then there's just Spectre of Torment, which is $9.99, and that's just a Spectre Knight quest. And um, if you haven't played Shovel Knight before, I would totally recommend the Treasure Trove package, because Shovel Knight is a great game, and Spectre of Torment is also a phenomenal game. But if you've played Shovel Knight, yeah, just get Spectre of Torment and just have yourself I'm not actually six to seven Shovel hours of fun. Oh, Shovel Knight's a really, really good platformer game with... Music by Jake Kaufman, who, uh, uh, I have a, what do you call that? The music that's the opening of ours is a remix of a Jake Kaufman song from the game Mighty Switch Force 2. 
So Jake Kaufman, I'm a huge fan. Nice. But uh, those are the three games I've been playing. Sorry about that. Um, I think it's time to talk about Plunk Bud. Yeah, go I... for it. Yeah, let's talk. Let's we've we've been playing. Josh and I, if you haven't seen our videos, we've been putting up some footage of us playing some of Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. I think it's a bad an name. early access game on Steam. An early access game on Steam. Um, it's a bad name, so I'm going to refer to it as Plunk Bat from now on. Plunk Bat is the best shorthand for that game I've heard ever like, in my life. PUBG is okay, but Plunk, Plunk Bat is the way to go. It's Plunk the only way. Bat. Plunk Bat. Bat. Plunk Bat. Bat. It's fun to chant Plunk too, so Bat. which is very important in a good name. It really uh, is. So, Chantability is like the number oh, two. Number, yeah. Number no, two it's, oh, it's mouth, right up there. It's mouthfeel, right. chantability. Chant, chantability, and then mouthfeel again. Yeah. Mouthfeel, every time I hear that word, my, I just go straight to the gutter. That, How's well, that, that mouthfeel? It's, 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 please don't do that, Josh. Please. please. Josh is making bad things in, in, in the camera, and I don't approve. Um, <laughs> so, I guess for those who... Just to give the quick rundown here, it's a kind of it. This game is from the lineage of Arma, Daisy, H1Z1, kind of Modding. lineage of early access, clunky, realistic shooters. Um, and basically, there are a hundred people on a plane that are flown over a giant island. You jump out of the plane at some point that uh, wherever you kind of pick on the map, uh, and then. People no, start dying fists. off uh, as you're you scrambling to find weapons gun. and stuff, and, and then the, and uh, that's pretty much the core premise. And Josh and I have been playing the game a lot, and I think I think I really like it, Josh. I do too. Um, it definitely scratches several different itches that other games have not been scratching in the last few years or have come close but not really done so um the games like arma and daisy and h1z1 yeah i said it like that fuck you um you know they've always interested me in some way but i have just never actually wanted to play them because of the time investment that is required um to play the base game or even some of the mods that are more like this mm -hmm. the both frantic and yet very methodical nature of plunk bat to be successful at it is something that very <laughs> much appeals to the old like round base socom player in me yeah that's that's one knowing thing that I, I, every life counts and that you have to be very careful not to be seen or to make every shot count because if you give away your position and you give your opponent the chance to fire back the odds of you dying are really good yeah and uh kind of going off of that like the, i think one thing that i I guess that I'm really drawn to about this game that uh, I kind of bounced off of with things like DayZ and stuff is, I mean, that it, that it is round-based. I mean, one game is about 10, I mean, it, like, it could be as long as 20 minutes, but could be, like, three minutes. And it's nice to, 
mean, you still get that gameplay experience of like kind of scrounging from the land and it still feels really good when you're like, oh, I'm decked out. We're going to mess some people up. Yeah, you're like, man, I got a shotgun. I got a long gun. I got a pistol. I've got a level three backpack. I've got a vest and a ballistic mask. We are ready to roll. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So, but it, and then so you get it hit feels, by a car it, and you're like, it's, fuck. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it feels it's the matches are long enough and kind of substantial enough that that finding those things still has a lot of weight. And especially like when you get when you die at the end and you lose one, but so you're losing you're only losing like ten minutes of progress in a match instead of you know like if you die Six in day hours. Z and you're like oh I've literally been playing this game for eight hours and I've lost everything, like that just does not sound appealing to me. But player like Plunkbat kind of puts it in a much more di- puts that gameplay in a much more digestible in, game. Which I think is why I, I mean I think it's already and sold. No like, or, crafting, no crafting. I, I just the fact that even people that people even utter the c word around this game makes me anxious. That someone's like, well, what if we add crafting? I would like we should add. So cra- like, no, don't you dare add you crafting. You don't need you crafting in a half hour oh. game. Exactly. Like it's it's just like the. Like it's the time, the time. It's like again, like I was saying, like it's how it's so digestible. Like it takes that gameplay, it takes the elements that I like of those games, and takes out all like the filler and crap and stuff that's not that fun, and just it just gets rid of it. Like things like crafting, like I don't want to craft like bullets. Like that's not. I don't. In like when I'm like I'm gonna die in five minutes anyway. Who cares? It's like just get right to the action. And I think this game is really good at doing things that keep that make you like the tension naturally escalates in a lot of different ways. Like as because up in the corner you have a player count that's like constantly ticking down as the map size that you are can explore like is constantly Shrinks. contracting because of a blue energy wall that if you are outside of will do very much do a lot of damage to you quickly. Mess your shit up. So. As player as the player count goes down, like everybody's kind of funneled into a into what becomes a very small area. So it's so it's um, otherwise known as the kill circle. The kill circle. Because there have been a couple times where I've been close to the end, and basically the the circle is just like an open field, and there's like four of you, and you're all crouched down. And you're like, who who's gonna make the first move? Who who who? Yeah. Who's gonna blast it's, who? It creates some really cool moments because, I mean, we've had ones where, you know, it's been on, like, a hill uh, with, like, in the forest, a lot of tree cover. And then there's ones where it's, like, you know, it's been in, like, a cornfield. And you're like, okay, if I move, I think I'm going to die. But the circle's getting smaller, and there's at least five other people in this tiny circle with me. It feels really cool to have. It's like, I don't think I could actually, like be physically in this space without bumping into somebody and there are five of us here and you're like oh shit yeah, and it's it's really good at kind of creating those having those like emergent moments yeah. um, I will say though this game is in early access yes it is not very yes, it well is. optimized yet no it's I've not. seen some of your videos and the jank is real yeah the jank is real um and there are times when the ge- the jank is a bit charming, just being the kind of game that it is and, and the, the, the conversation around the game. And then mm-hmm. there are other times when you're, like, really starting to care and get in, and you're like, you know what? 
this is not good. I do not yeah. need like this tank like, right now. We were playing yesterday in in the video we made, and uh, I got hard locked out of the game. But my character didn't drop out. It just kept running forward in the direction I was running when I, like, lost connection. And, like, I, I seriously had to just, like, like just completely turn off my computer and, and get, get it back up. But my yeah, character is still going strong. I did record an instant replay of that. <laughs> I may or may not have tried to just, like, run behind his character model there for a while to use it as bait. To see if anybody else would try and go and find him and kill him. So I could kill them. Unfortunately, nobody did. Um, but I did attempt to do that because, you know, got to do what you got to do to survive. But yeah, I think I guess just like kind of the one parting thing I want to say is like, I, I think I think one of the things that I really like about this game is with these rounds, even though these rounds are pretty short and quick fire, I feel like a lot of time, I mean, each one is, I think so far has been really different. And I guess a new narrative kind of forms. Like there's the time where you drop in, you get some yeah. equipment, and you realize, oh, man, we are really far away from the circle. And then like what you thought was just going to be kind of a long, you know, we're just going to ride it out and take our time and, you know, kind of pick our battles comes into like, well, we have to, we ha don't have a choice. We have to move. And then, you know, just you're kind of in a house, like listening to bullets cracking off in the distance, you know, and kind of like filling in those narrative spaces in your head or like what's quietly like <laughs> and then there's uh, the other time where you jump in and you're automatically on the ground with three other people and you kind of look at each other like all right let's punch each other to death or one of us is going to run and try and find a gun and shoot the other first good luck everybody <laughs> i'm yeah. just imagining like three people are just like fisting here like so uh we're gonna dance or we're gonna run and one person just like alt chats, yeah, we're gonna run. Okay, <laughs> just scatter like roaches. Nobody saw anything. <laughs> well, the best part is when somebody's <laughs> running, and then you decide I want to punch, so they're running away, and you're like punching them in the back as they're running in a building trying to find a gun, and then they do, and then they reload, and they're like, you know, putting the magazine in and cocking the slide, and you're punching them like, no, you're gonna. And then they turn. That's when you need to die. hop into your menu really quickly and then pick up all the ammo first before they can. <laughs> so then they just have a they gun, gun with gun, no ammo and you can start throwing bullets at them. I'm just going to punch bullets into you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, but I just love how, I think the sound is really good too. Like with like the rain and like the lightning just feels, it feels really good to be, to hearing those things. Like when you're like sitting in a house and it's creaking and you think you hear a door open and you're like, <sighs> Okay, and I feel like the combat engagements. I mean, they're not they're not that unless you go looking for them, you might not get into a lot of combat. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of blink and it's over sometimes, which is like it's really kind of like scary because you can be armed to the teeth, but if someone gets the drop on you, like you're just you you might be in trouble because you, if you don't figure out where someone's shooting for you quick, like that's it. But so I'm really excited to see what kind of what kind of updates are coming. I think there are, I've seen you know posts that they're already working on another map, which is pretty cool. Um, That's cool. I, I think that game has already sold like two million copies, and it's probably well well on its way to three. Uh, so it's you know tearing up the Steam charts, and uh, I think it's I'm got a lot. I'm pretty excited to see you know when it gets out of early, like early access and you know 
get some more optimization and stuff like that. Because I think, I think just the core of it is just really, really cool. Josh, any other parting thoughts? Um, no. I you know I've been I've been very much enjoying the the game. This is probably the first early access game that I have played in a very long time. But mm-hmm. I you know it's just. I have a lot of hopes for the game, and I think this is a game that even if, you know, the finished product, whatever that may be, and however long ago that may be, is, um, I'm having a lot of fun with the game as it is. Uh, it's just a good concept, executed well, even, you know, yeah, the game is optimized, but the way that the game is now, they just, they say, hey, this is the game, this is the thing we're going for, mm-hmm. do it. And I, yeah. I very much enjoy that. So, yeah, and I think, um, I guess, just moving off of Plunk Bat for now. One other game I want to talk about. Uh, I'm still kind of in the midst of it. Uh, it's a game called Near Automata. N I E R. Play that game. Automata. Yeah. It's kind of a, a character action game from Platinum. So it's kind of like a Devil May Cry ish. I mean, it's very different from that, but kind of game it, it's not like i don't think it's a super deep combo heavy one of those like like devil may cry but um there's i think i was secretly tricked into buying an anime video game because it that I mean, game is it, it, <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I was i knew i knew it was about androids and robots and what it means to be human and lay lay philosophy anime now but there, there, there may have been a. There is some anime in this game's DNA, and I might have enjoyed it. And then I was like, "Wait a minute, this is anime." What? Oh no! What part of Near? Near does nothing to hide the fact that it's anime I'm, as well. I'm, it is about. I'm 99% kidding. I, I was very much aware that oh, it was. Okay. I'm just yeah. I was oh, just okay. secretly I, covering I up being, how like, open-minded I was by embracing this game that. I had no a shame in being unabashedly anime. And I'm just going to report to you well, that I, I it, am it proud is, of you, Mike. It is anime. Um, I, I'm proud. Embrace I'm anime. still... I've... Uh, I don't want to... I don't... I mean, there's been a lot of... Uh, I think a lot of people... There's some cool stuff going on in this game. I, I don't want to talk about too much. I don't want to give away too many any, like specific like kind of plot points or other kind of things this game does that I think kind of separate it from a lot of other games, especially this year. But, uh, I mean, I think this, this game kind of does some things that with the core, it's like the core gameplay is similar in a lot of ways, but does, has a lot of really creative ways to kind of change it up in really kind of interesting ways that I don't want to spoil. Um, and, I think it does a really great job of adding like of creating like really interesting kind of character ideas with um I mean we've just like kind of throwaway side characters like that do and say really interesting things um and there's some in- weird stuff happening with like the main story there may have there may be multiple endings some of them may be jokes because I've already unlocked them even though I'm still working through the game but I think I really really enjoy that game um, and there's some there's some weird stuff going on, so I might have a, a longer report once I finish things. But I'm really that game's really intriguing, and I think if you are curious about it, 
I think it, if it hasn't already, uh, I, I caught it on sale on, on the PlayStation Store. And so I bet it's I bet it's kind of in that range where it's going to start getting some more frequent sales on it to like around the $40 range is where I got it. So I would if you if that game interested you at all, I think put it on your wish list, wait for a sale because um, you'll probably you'll probably get one sooner rather than later and play it because there's some really cool stuff in that game. And I think it's very much worth checking out. I mean, you've convinced me I've been I've been thinking about playing this game for a long, long time, and I love myself some anime, and I love myself some giant robots, and this thing has androids, and it's anime, and it's got giant yep. robots, and it's very I think, existential. Uh, I think you, out of all, you definitely need to play this game, then. You 100% right, need to play I'm that game. To my, would you say PS4 or Steam? Uh, that, that's a big Um, uh, I mean, it runs, uh, you know, it runs, I don't think performance is any sort of problem with this game it runs look you know rock solid 60 on a ps4 so uh i don't think i think either one would be just fine so but personal preference rock I think. solid or 60 or on a pc 60 frames per second <laughs> per second per, each second is another 60 frames upon the 60 frames per second <laughs> yeah fucking do that matthew it's just 60 to the square root of Something like that. Uh, 60 capital F frames per second. <laughs> it's the same thing, big, but big at, big more at expensive. Frames, like big C calories, but different. Exactly. If you guys if you guys don't mind, I want to talk about some stuff that I saw online. On the internet? Mm, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know nothing about no internet. What do you got for us, I don't us, think Ray? that's a good idea. I think we've so, all decided um, as of late the internet was a mistake. Um, yep. I mean, but, the internet helped our new president get into office. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I've just dated Like the he said, the internet was a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> we should not have been trusted with such an awesome power. Uh, look, look where it got us. Look where it got us. Man, you know what? If you ever want to get pissed off, go to his Twitter. You know what I mean? And realize that he controls nuclear weapons. Just, you just know, I keep made, that in mind. <laughs> I made that. I made that tweet at one point um, before he got into office. I remember basically saying like, "This dude gets trolled by like tweets, and we're gonna give him the 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 codes." Like, I, mm, I don't know if that's a fucking good idea, but when yeah. when when the late night talk show hosts piss him off, and he feels he needs to dedicate his time and energy as leader of the free world into addressing that. Always remember, he controls the most powerful military the world has ever seen. Ever. To this point. I just I just see Mike shaking his head. <laughs> That's, what do you got it's for kind it, of like a It's kind of like a macabre funny to me at a certain point. Because you can't really... Ha. Huh. You can't really stop it. You just kind of have to like laugh at it at a certain point. Just kind of let it uh, let it happen. This is hilarious. This is my life now. This, this is who I am. This is I'm, this I'm, is the dimension that you live in. You're you're I'm in, in the dimension where he's president. I, I'm curious what the other dimension or the other parallel universe where someone else became president. What's the parallel universe where Gary Johnson won? Look well, like? it's, it's you know it's probably the president. It's, it's probably fucking the, chaos. It's, it's the dimension where President <laughs> Joe Biden. Is like furiously <laughs> building an interdimensional wall to keep our shit in here. 
That's what he's doing. I can't. I can't let it go to the other timeline. Tis a bad see, place. He sees people trying to immigrate in the timeline. He's like, no. You guys know what you did. You keep out. Wait, but but the, but but Uncle Joe sees that they've got Amtrak. No, Joe, don't don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go to Earth Two. It's a bad place. We're oh, bad no, we're people. We're on Earth Two. We're not even things. Earth One. This place no. just kind of feels like a B, you know? <laughs> this is the side project! <laughs> Anyways, enough about depressing politics and keeping us interdimensionally out of a better situation. Um, this is just a rumor, so take it what you will, but Reggie fils did confirm it as a hard rumor. Um, new Metroid game. Coming soon. Reggie, from the mouth of Reggie fils I shall read his exact quote if not. Contain yourself! Oh, please. Oh, I'm going to take off my headphones real quick. Hold on. Sorry, my, my body is quivering. Quivering. The president of Nintendo of America said, But we are aware that there are some key IPs that consumers just can't wait for the next true installment in that franchise's legacy. Suffice it to say, we're aware of it, and talk to me in a year, and let's look back and see what's happened. I mean, that's as, that's as confirmation, that's as good as you're going to get without him, like, breaking NDA. So, yeah. New Metroid game coming sometime. I swear to God, if this comes out for the new 2DS XLI Extra Edition Switch, we'll get to that. We'll get to so that. Fucking mad. Just buy. We'll get to you. The fact that you should just buy a 2DS here. This second, it's probably going to be a Switch game. Let's be honest. And uh, what if so. now? Now what if last time a new Metroid game was announced, it was Federation Force? Let us not forget. <laughs> <laughs> what happened next the last time to the center sequel to Federation. <laughs> now with loose. <laughs> oh no! What if it's Federation Force 2? <laughs> the with loop part really troll. got you, Josh. You're not a fan of that. <laughs> they, oh, but this wave they, beam has a this wave beam has a shorter cooldown. Uh, <laughs> If, 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 if I, they, for those of you that are new, because since we did they that podcast. Couldn't, they couldn't do that. Guys, please tell Joshua. me they couldn't do that. Please. Joshua. This is tell the same me. company that canceled the mini NES when they could have made billions off of it. So, yes, don't don't excuse Nintendo for making a dumb business decision. So, for, we've had like 200 plus new subscribers since we did that last podcast. When Josh and I heard the news of Federation Force, we made a podcast that day. It was emergency pod. I don't think it was had like we a legitimate said, emergency was, pod situation since then. We had no. we had we had a young man crying on on the New York Street corner. <laughs> extra, extra. It was. Oh. Get this. Not only did we. Not only is that to date one of our most popular podcast episodes. It's also to date one of the only podcast episodes. That Nintendo is making money off of because we used their hey. publicly available trailer footage that they released for <laughs> anyone to use. <laughs> and they said, no, that's our footage. Give me the monetization. They know. <laughs> so if you guys watch that video, I'll get a commercial. I'm sorry. They, they know. They know. They're so hitting Nintendo us. Butt fucked. 
us in two ways. They're hitting us where we eat. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear. They don't want the people to hear the truth. Oh, they don't care if the people hear the truth, but they're gonna get their fucking pay from it. They're getting their money. Nintendo's gonna get theirs and then some. I think I saw a rumor that if you use um, your Samus amiibo, you get access to the Super <laughs> Missile DLC a week or DLC a week early. Oh my God! Can you, you know what? I'm oh. you know what? Real talk. Oh. I, I'm not putting it beyond oh. Nintendo at this point. I'm not. I'm not. When they hide a Pona inside of uh, uh, Breath of the amiibo. Wild, and it's like the best horse in the game. I know what you're about to say about Big Horse. Let's be I was real like, life. thank you, Opponents. thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> I, I think Mike's onto something. I think that, I think they'll lock like the gravity suit is only available in the Samus Amiibo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just like do something where like you you make it look like the Phazon suit and not. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really Phazon cool. suit's dope as shit. But my god. Guys, you're making me really sad right now. I was I was happy, and now uh, I'm I, sad. I would not put it back, because there are some amiibos that arguably break Breath of the Wild if you use them. Like, the opponent amiibo breaks the horse minigame. There's just no point getting other horse. The Wolf Link amiibo is so fucking great if you took the time to upgrade him. You got this little wolf companion buddy doing all this stuff, and what if, like, the Samus amiibo gives you, like, a baby Metro. It gives you the baby Metro. Get Nintendo on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you the baby Metro that just, you can send Just out use a commands. trailer for something. They'll come to us. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow, I like you're, that. You're not now wrong. Now that I have you're your attention, wrong. Mr. Nintendo, I have a proposition <laughs> for you. Fucking spice <laughs> So th um, there's that rumor. Well, it's not a rumor. New, new Metroid game coming out uh, soon. But yeah, what do we think? Do we think it would be a... a t I I feel like making... I want 2D. I, I think I it... I think it has to be a 2D Metroid. I think... I think a 2D Metroid game is, like, on the Switch, is, like, too good of a selling point. It's kind of a layup. <laughs> Everybody knows that Nintendo like, loves layups <laughs> and doing things that are like are really easy and that fans want. Um, Josh, what if I told you they turned Metroid into a uh, a um, a loot shooter? Guys, <laughs> it's it'll be like it'll play like Borderlands. <laughs> But have the actually it's not that actually, interesting lore of Metroid. It's actually a Super Metroid remake, <laughs> but in the style of other. <laughs> no, even I will stop Ooh, you right there. How oh, dare okay. you? Ooh. You have you finally the get the story you didn't get when you played oh. Super Metroid the first oh. time. You're a motherfucker. You even it, you it, wouldn't want that. The animals see, have voices. It's actually just it's actually just a sequel to Metroid Fusion. <laughs> For the first 15 minutes, and then it turns out that that was a nightmare sequence, and it's actually Other M2. Oh, I love how we're spending all this time talking about how Nintendo's going to buttfuck this, as opposed uh, to a legitimately optimism. good game. What's that? You know what? I've, There's no I've optimism, lost all yeah. hope. I've I lost mean, the, all hope. The last two Metro games were Other M and Federation Force, two of... I mean... the. the 
One, one more strike and then they're out, you know? <laughs> and then they... Well, actually, would you consider, like, the pulling of the legitimately guys, good Metric game? Guys, nope, I know what it's going to be. This Metric is going to be the Adam Malkovich game. Like, they're just going to make... hit. Like, you're going to play as Adam this time. <laughs> I I don't know. This sounds kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't sound like the worst game ever. Like, what it is plays, it called? It plays like Star Fox Assault. Which part of Star Fox Assault? The shooting? No, or the, the same part where you like move the fucking no, um, no things around in space. Yep, no, that's it. No, no I, I don't no. want any of that. No, no. Okay, so what? Okay, we're this. gonna we gotta stop talking about this because I'm right, gonna get yeah, sad. And I'm gonna one throw last hard thing. One last bad. thing. One last thing. What if it's just Nintendo and they were the biggest of motherfuckers, and they said we have a new Metro game for you. And Metroid it's just party. a re-release, a bossed form of AM2R. <laughs> I can get behind it's that. Like, if they, no, they it's, like, like, it's a free game. We're just going to charge you money for it. No, <laughs> no. And here's the thing. They act like they made it. <laughs> and don't say a word. They're like... <laughs> That's pretty... There's like... I made this. <laughs> they just uploaded it. They just uploaded it and downloaded it like 500 times. So like the files all like degraded and, and crap like that. And it's just like, yeah, I made this. The opening trailer published, developed by Nintendo. AM2R. You're like, you didn't even change the title. <laughs> And then instead of like buy whoever, it's just like buy Mister Nintendo. <laughs> this is a this is actually the best timeline. I I I want this to happen. The guy that actually made the game, he makes a blog post. He's like, yeah, don't worry, guys. I'm not seeing a dime of any of this. Just in case you're curious. I <laughs> they sent me five dollars of eShop credit. <laughs> <laughs> We'll cut down the transfer. We'll cut down the transfer fee from your uh, Wii U games to the Switch by by fifty cents per title, for ten titles max. Again, we spent this entire like fifteen minutes talking about how Nintendo's really gonna bone this one up. I think I think realistically speaking, maybe they won't. Mike is right. A two D Metroid game on Switch is just that would be perfect. it's been since Super uh, Super Metroid that we've had a 2D Metroid game on a home television, so I'd be absolutely fine with that. It like, has been that long, hasn't it? Good. We have not had a 2D Metroid I mean, on like, the home console. Especially if you think about things like, you know, Axiom Verge and like the Shovel Knight right. and just it's stuff like I mean It makes sense for Why like, don't just have Nintendo make one of those? I mean, they they like basically invented that genre, like uh, that would be. I, I think if I was, if I was, if I was Mister Nintendo, <laughs> that's what I think I would do, because then it's an it's a it's a it's a game people want on the Switch. It's two D, so it's like not that battery in- intensive, and you can play it forever, as opposed to something like Breath of the Wild. But like, uh, and and then it's like if it's two D, then because there people the thing is like, well, Metro doesn't sell well. Well, it's like, well, if you're yeah. making like a two D game, it's obviously not going to be like you would you don't need it to do big numbers. Something like something like Zelda or Mario Kart. So oh. I think business wise, a two D Metroid makes a lot of sense. 
I think this one, if they don't fuck it up, though, it's gonna make like it's gonna it's, make money. Like it's Mr. Nintendo. Oh, that's a layup. Just I'll take my check, please. So I'll, just, I'll I'll hit you. I'll hit you with my Patreon. Well, hell, you know you they know do what a 2D, If they do a two D, they could even release it on both platforms. They could release exactly. it on 3DS yeah. and on Switch. Yeah, exactly. Like it's see, th- that's another reason too. Like it's just it hits everybody who are, has a Nintendo thing. It's it's too easy. So which comment means section, they will not do it. In the comment section, tell us what you think the next Metroid game is going to be and what you'd like. We really love to hear your comments, and I'm sure Josh will jump in and argue with several of you as he's been wont to do before. Oh yeah, half of the time it's me. I we'll will, talk. I will claim. We'll chat. We'll chat, and, and I'll tell you how you're wrong. And also, taking all bets, um, 50-50, it's either really good, and it's just a home run, and it's like zero mission, and it goes down in history as one of the best Metroid games Nintendo has ever made, or it becomes Other M, and it's going to go down in history as, like, Nintendo, you had such an easy goddamn job. All you had to do was make a decent fucking game. Just decent. Not even good. Just decent fucking They decent. gave you a T-ball and a beach ball, and all you had to do was touch it. And then, and then you drop the bat, and then shat your pants, <laughs> <laughs> and declare yourself the winner. Okay, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna move on to uh, something that happened while I was on vacation. I think uh, we talked about it briefly in our private chat. That yeah, our, a little bit. Uh, new to the S. Um, so my first immediate thoughts is. Well, this confirms Nintendo does a, doesn't have a hundred percent faith in the Switch uh, because they're just shitting this out. And two, this really shoots down the argument Reggie Fizeme said a week ago, no, two weeks ago, where he said we're canceling the mini NES because you know we just don't have the materials. By the way, like five days later, new 2DS announcement. Like, did 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 you just allow the company to make a fucking liar out of you? What the? I mean, I think it's like... Well, they didn't have the materials because they're working on the new 2DS and the SNES Mini. So it's like, well, we're we're already building three consoles at one time, so the Mini NES can fuck off. What if it's a Mini Virtual Boy? Stop. (laughs) I mean, VR's back in. I'm not going to lie. I was browsing Let Go the other day, and I saw somebody selling a Virtual Boy for $200, and I seriously thought about it for a second. Just to have it for like a collector's item. Yeah, I, I mean like, for a collector's item, two hundred bucks ain't bad. And I was like, Megan would kill me. The, the console release at one hundred and fifty, so you know you're kind of coming out on That's top. That's what I'm saying. Man, <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I guess as far as that um, that two DS thing, I uh, I think it's, I guess I don't think it's a like a, a lack of confidence in the Switch. I think it's more of a they are they probably have are probably pretty good at making a, a 3ds slash 2ds for pretty cheap now yep um here's the final skew it costs 150 yeah. bucks there are a shit ton of games buy it play it have it because like is your it, last it, chance yeah it's like the as like the final skew thing i mean i think it, and it's honestly like it's probably the best version because I liked mm-hmm. the 3D on my on my 3DS because it has all the features like the, of like the new 3DS with like like the I guess slightly increased processing power and like the little controller nub thing, which is actually like I don't use it that much, but in the times I have, it's been pretty helpful. 
Um, so I think to have it's to honestly, it, it's the ideal version of that console because I mean it's got the best battery life. It's got a great screen, um, and it has access. And like jo- Josh, you just said, like there's a humongous library. So it's it's pr- if you don't have like a 2ds or 2ds slash 3ds. Um, it, like this is it, it's like the ultimate. It's a gr- I think it's a great thing to like. It's really cool that they put that out because I think that that thing is like. I don't know if I'd love it by telling someone to buy a 2ds for, like what it, what it, what did it launch at like 250 or something? Uh, the I was there on launch day when 3ds came out and yes, it was 250 bones. Not like that's a facts. that's a pretty that's st- to even today that's still a tall order, but like. 150 that thing like during the holidays probably goes on sale for like 100 like that's a layup like like if you're look if you don't want to commit to like a switch full full time just yet like well yeah and if you've got kids and you're kind of concerned about buying a, a switch for the you know on the go and for someone still pretty young good yeah. option yeah i mean i'll come out and say it if you don't have a 3ds of any caliber buy a new 2ds because I can count on my hand how many times I've turned the 3D on in my 3DS, and I'm like, this is just a useless fucking feature they're charging me for. Yeah, it's also, like it's it's really kind of gimmicky, but the um, uh, the thing I bitched about like last year to two years ago about the new 3DS is they didn't include the AC adapter. Now Josh went all Hillary Clinton on me. It was defending a company, but fucking the customer by not including a goddamn AC adapter. Can I, I point it was out a great right idea? Now, can I point out? That new 2DS comes with an AC adapter. Can, can I just throw Ew. that out there to you, John? <laughs> well, that would do. It makes sense because this is marketed to a different group of people, and the market is different than it was when the new 3DS launched. I think it is a bullshit company idea. The new 3DS was marketed to people who already had DSs of some kind and already had a cable, and it would save Nintendo a lot of money. This is marketed to people who do not have that, and it's also been a long enough time where a product on the market has listen been you, out without a power adapter, so it's Just, time to put it back in the box. It makes sense to me. It may, Chill. You are okay. shilling hard. <laughs> You are shilling, so, I mean, my God. At the end of the day, everything should just be USB-C, and everybody should just have their USB-C cable so we don't have to put cables in the box anymore. As an iPhone user, I will make an argument towards Thunderbolt. Fuck you, they're going to USB-C, too, eventually. Actually, they're going to get rid of all ports in a year or so. (laughs) Fuck you. Eventually, you're just going to ingest the iPhone, and it'll actually just be a virus that lives in your (laughs) phone. And you just call people that way. You You heard it here, eighth. I, I'm not Two iPhones from this. now, there is not going to be a single port. On Everyone, that just set a timer on your phone for five years. You can. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my Patreon details then when I'm proven right. <laughs> this is the second time. Do you have a Patreon actually? No. Okay, we'll talk. He's I'm going, I'm going to. His unexistent Patreon. <laughs> Trust me. When 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 the time comes, it'll go up quick. Don't worry, folks. It'll, it'll, it'll be there when you're looking for it. Trust me. It'll be there. Don't you worry. Someday, someday somebody gonna somebody's gonna just be saying they could be like, I, yeah, today's the day I should give Mike money. And they're gonna Patreon.com/slash Mike. Oh hi, there it is. There it is. There it is. So uh, uh, it's gonna be there. Don't worry. I would highly advise new to the S. Personally speaking, I think that's a great. Yeah. There is a huge <laughs> library, and there's a bunch of good games, like a ton of good games. Just, just man. If you don't have a 3DS for some reason, buy it. And you got 150 like, yeah, bones. Yeah, seriously. If you don't, it. if you already have a DS. 
you could probably pass on it, but if you don't have one, it's a serious no-brainer. Like it's it's got it's all so the awesome. upgraded innards and the extra buttons of uh, the new 3DS, which you know makes games like Hyrule Warriors actually playable. Don't listen to know that game is fucking unplayable unless it's on the new hardware. It's just not. The, it's just turn-based on a regular DS. Sixty frames a second. And then it's and then it's it's, it's it's then it's in its real time on the new new DS. It's just. <laughs> On the original 3DS, it's it's turn-based. Turn-based Dynasty Warriors, good. Turn-based, five frames a second. What's the difference? I, There's I no difference. To, <laughs> I wanted to bring up something that has affected our podcast since it's on YouTube and it's on SoundCloud and in the podcast world, iTunes, what have you. Whatever Josh says at the end of these. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the, the the massive wave of YouTube demonetization, which has been talked about for like four weeks now. But I figured, all right, it, I wanted to give it time for it to shake out, let everyone settle down. Because usually these YouTube things, they come and they go, and this one just isn't going away. So um, I'm going to be honest with everyone here, a little bit of what you see how the sauces is made. We haven't made money on this podcast for, I want to say, the better part of eight months. For a variety of reasons we're not going to get into. I just say I Good had nothing just to a hobby. do with it. <laughs> and we're gonna it was to entirely this person's fault who I'm pointing to. <laughs> well, seeing as on my screen it looks like you're pointing to Ray. And on my, screen, yes. on my screen it looks like you're pointing to the close button for Skype. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably do that too. Are you playing Microsoft <laughs> Yeah, yes. I'm saying big microphone is the reason we're, we're in this situation. But Anyways, continue on, Ray. My apologies. Continue, Ray. So, uh, just for the, that disclosure, th this is you're listening to this 100% for free. This is a hobby podcast. Uh, but for people that Wait, do I'm not getting money, paid? For people that do uh, YouTube... <laughs> <laughs> Let the man finish. Let the man finish. <laughs> no, that's proceed, funny. Ray. Thank you. <laughs> we have fun here. This People that make hobby money off of podcast haven't <laughs> hobby grade esports. <laughs> I forgot about hobby grade. That's Never a good. Th about that's a good grade. thing to call things. That's a really good thing to call things. This is not a casual oh, grade or professional grade. This is a hobby grade. Hobby grade. <laughs> no hobby wonder grade. nobody listens to us. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Anyway, I keep cutting you off. No, it's with cool. Hot it's cool. jokes. People that make money on YouTube haven't been able to lately because uh, YouTube has initiated new monetization rules. A lot of it has to do with PewDiePie and the Wall Street Journal three months ago. I'm not getting into it. Look it up if you want. It's not hard to find. Long story short, a lot of companies are being very, very weary about putting their advertising space next to questionable content. Example, if you are a white supremacist, or hell, if you're a black supremacist, uh, uh, talking about the bad part of the Black Panthers, not the good parts. There are some okay Black Panthers. There used to be. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> Welcome to unscripted racial relations. <laughs> the podcast takes a weird turn. Um, it they, always happens when we get close to that hour mark. You know, shit gets wacky. Yeah, it does. Uh, Coca-Cola won't want to advertise on you, for example. People might um, find out we're liberals. Oh no. <laughs> I think we lost the we lost the YouTube crowd. 
I think our anti-Trump podcast we did back in November, which lost us some subscribers, very much cemented the fact that we might be more left-leaning. Eh, you know. They weren't looking for reason. They weren't looking for mildly spicy video game takes anyways. Uh, You guys have a confession. (laughs) I'm all right. I I, I can't even pretend to believe you. (laughs) You're wilding out there. (laughs) Nephew... Josh has been posting Pepe memes ever since. <laughs> it's true. I'm really spicy out there, my guys. Oh, I, I need to do a callback. I believe it was uh, a year and a half ago, Mr. Mike over here did say sell all your stock in Pepe memes, and you were right. <laughs> the stock in Pepe I, I, memes I, I, has I'm, crashed. You know, I, I'm a certified meme economist. You know, I <laughs> I, I, I know I know how to call it, you know, what's going to be a flash in the pan and what's going to be a... Um, you know what's going to be a, uh, a real solid building block to a, a healthy portfolio. You know you might be able <laughs> well, to make it's just some. It's going to be real volatile. You know, uh, once once I saw you know Pepe being co-opted by you know uh, white nationalist parties on the yeah. uh, upon the internet, oh, I yeah. recommended that most to most of my clients to you know begin to uh, divest from Pepe as a a long-term investment out of you know four hundred one. Four hundred one memes. I was wondering where um, you were going to go with that. Like, how is it going to sink this uh, one? <laughs> and I mean, you know, there's obviously some volatile. There's obviously, you know, some kind of short-term gain to be made here and there. Uh, and meme kits know, in a bit of war profiteering okay, kind of way. Okay. It's not good. Obviously, not a, a healthy way to build a. But you know, the long-term arc of the portfolio. It's. It's. I just don't think. I, you know, when, when it comes to my meme economy, I don't. I. I Shareholders get really skittish. You know, know? I I, for my clients, I want to give them an ethical portfolio, and so some and so something that is an is is deemed a hate symbol, and is also trending down long term. You know, five year those five the five year ten year projections for Pepe are not good. When your memes can only be seen in R the Donald, it doesn't have the kind of the FaceTime on the internet that you really need. So you know. I think the death nail was when Southern Pottery Law Center declared it a uh, the usage a form of hate speech. That, if that didn't kill the meme, that put it on death net watch, at least. You know? At the very least. But anyways, yeah. if you make questionable content on YouTube, you're probably not getting paid, and I'm probably already telling you something you already know. So for people out there that do support their YouTube channels, um, and they watch them and subscribe to them, I'm sorry, but that's just not enough anymore. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of the the you know, the way like all kind of content, you know, kind of kind of just kind of ends up eventually once the because I'm, once um it was kind of like the wild west out here for a, a long time, and then and as more you know as more than been ever like it in. Yeah, exactly and more as more than ever like Share more, come to town. more just more money has <laughs> been going new. into. Um, the production of like YouTube and content and, and stuff like that. Uh, so as that and you know, as people have been seeing how valuable well, advertisers, these advertisers are, are starting to understand the power of the internet. It is something they've been really slow mm-hmm. to react to, and have just been doing it blindly because they felt like they should, or it was part of a bigger portfolio. But as more and more legitimate content gets pushed onto YouTube and onto the internet and onto streaming services, people are going to start paying attention to the advertising that's there and actually think about 
what is it that my ad is getting attached to? Mm-hmm. And it was easy to shake off when they're like, oh, well, nobody's seeing it and we're still making money off this. But now it's like people see and people are aware and people write about these things and people talk about it. And it has a lot more visibility than it's ever had. And yeah. they have to take that into consideration. At and the end it's, of the day. it's kind of, a, you know, for better or worse, uh, it's kind of this some of the stuff that's hitting that a lot of um, companies have been having trouble with, like with Google. And, and I mean, it obviously, it's obviously part of the same thing uh, being Google here, but like how all of a sudden like Kellogg's was getting, you know, inundated with like emails and calls uh, complaining about how a lot of their advertisements were showing up on uh, websites like Breitbart. Um, and so it's just people, I guess people just kind of saw the numbers of Google and they're like, oh, well, that, that we have no control over where that spits They would just our do ad. mass, mass, so mass for, ad buys. Exactly. And so they just saw, that. you know, number of eyes on website or a number of eyes on this place or that place. But now companies are getting a lot more discerning about like where uh, I just I, I guess they're getting a lot more interested in being able to you know okay we want to sign up with you Google but don't put us here or there or the on this the person's day, YouTube just page be like me who is better than most people and support all of my YouTube watches by having YouTube red I mean even that's time. not enough anymore so um, one of my favorite YouTubers he's a political talk show host uh, Kyle Kalinsky from Secular Talk, he accidentally or purposely uh, broke YouTube policy by posting on this video how much he made before and how much he... There's a strict rule in YouTube policy. Felix, come on. I'm talking about money here. Where you can't talk about how much money you make per video. And he broke that rule by saying in his last video... Uh, last month, he one of his videos mm-hmm. that he talked about would have made like $1,000. And that was one video. But his video that he did like a week ago, he let it get 50,000 views. He made $1 from it. And that is a massive drop from a business that is depending on that consistent cash flow. So he said he saw like a 99% decrease in revenue. And he he came out and made another video saying, this is it. This is me bending the knee. I am making a Patreon. I need you guys' help to keep my business running. I mean, this 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 is unfortunate, but this this is something that you know the the floor was going to fall out of YouTube at some point mm-hmm. in time. Like, it's, uh, this was unfortunately bound to happen, and we, and we are just yeah, this at that it. point. So is, it'll that, be it's, you know, it's, it'll um, be very interesting to see what happens from here because I think Patreon is going to be a decent short term option for some of these people, but. There have to be better long-term solutions. We have yeah. to figure that out because it's it's not it's not sustainable um, for bigger, a mass market. Bigger YouTubers yeah, have just then, left because uh, then things like because uh, things like uh, on like Patreon, then you're just gonna have like a similar problem. Like, did you just mention Richard Spencer? Uh, I believe Josh mentioned alt right, so by proxy oh, he mentioned yeah. Richard so Spencer. Like, so like, what happened? Like, eventually, there that the same kind of pressures that led to YouTube kind of making this policy, like that's just going to kind of crop up in some of these other crowdfunding places. Like, yeah, how like if say I'm going to start like a, you know, a a white national a you know white nationalist YouTube page, or like like cha- video channel, and I go on Patreon and like hey fund me. At what point does Patreon like maybe we don't want this kind of like 
Maybe maybe we don't want. Do we really want to be Kickstarter for Nazis? Like we don't want that association either. And I wonder how. I right. wonder. Like I'm not saying that that's obviously not the case for everybody. Uh, and you know we live in a free country where open discourse is allowed. But on the other hand, which is the core of this, is and what sometimes people don't realize is that YouTube things like YouTube and Patreon are are businesses and are do not and. And They've when got you shareholders kind of, to appease. Yeah, and when you have, like, they have shareholders, and and they have, and when you kind of build the build your business on the back of someone who can, on their whim, without consulting you, change regulations that drastically impact how things work. As infun- as unfortunate as it may be, and I'm not saying I'm, I agree with it. I think, kind of like not really having the, an open discourse the, with this about something like this is a problem. A lot of people who make a lot of the stuff that makes YouTube work is it's technically their right to do it. Uh, again, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I think it, I think it was I think the notice should have there should have been a much more open discourse about the, the changes they need to make and with the community. But yeah, I you know it's that's just kind of the risk you take building your building a business on top of another Somebody business. Somebody else's business. Yep. Things shift. True. Ray, you'll be happy to know, though, that Kyle Kalinske right now brings in around twenty-two grand a month on Patreon, so he's Ooh. he's going to be doing all right. He was, like, the only Patreon. I mean, I've actively donated to Secular Talk several times, so I, he was, like, the only Patreon I was actually considering giving money to, but you said 22K? Yep, 22K. That's cool. All right. I think I'll be okay. That's... If I remember what he said before, that's not what he was normally making per month on YouTube. But, you know, this is obviously going to help him. Hell, I might donate to him. I might start donating to him because I really do appreciate his content. He keeps me alert. Ah, I think there was one more thing. Oh, yeah. Are you saying he keeps you woke? Yeah, he keeps me woke. He keeps me plenty woke. I hate that phrase, by the way. Anytime someone says the words wake up or sheeple my mind mentally leaves the political space of serious conversation like all right we're done here there's no melting (laughs) there's no more good discourse i want to go ahead and give josh his tech minute josh you have the floor all right real quickly two big things that came out recently uh i know i talked a little bit in a couple podcasts ago about a single slot 1070 which is really cool, but that is a mid to higher end graphics card, very expensive. Um, NO3D has just announced a 1050Ti single slot graphics card. So this is probably a graphics card that you're going to be looking at that'll cost in the hundred dollar range. What? Now, give yeah, give or take. It's it's I would say at the most it's 150. Uh, but it's more likely like going to be in the ninety-nine to one hundred and twenty-five dollar range. Woo! You got a link now, for that? Um, I'll give you the link to the actual announcement. Uh, they have not announced the actual pricing on this, but this is what people are assuming. Pretty close to what the ten fifty um, and ten fifty Ti cost normally. The reason this is a big deal is because it is such a short and small card. For people building budget bills in like a in a regular tower or small tower, that's fine. But for people in micro ATX, micro towers, or buying, say, an old i5 workstation, um, you know, something with like an i5 2500 or something like that, getting that and then putting this in is a really good option because a 
it gets all its power from the PCI port, so it doesn't need any external power, and B, it's so short it can fit in tight, compact cases better. So mm-hmm. you are looking at being able to very easily make a small, compact, $300 1080p gaming build. So That is sexy. That's pretty that's sexy. pretty sweet. Yeah. So um, it's pretty cool. I, you know, there, there's also, I think, somebody makes a, a single-slot RX 460. Uh, so it's very similar. Like, just being able to put a good 1080p graphics card for you know, um, mid to high end games for right now to build the ultimate budget build with that. Um, and then some Intel Ryzen news. Uh, they just, there were some leaks about the new Intel i9 chips. So these are chips that are coming out, um, on the Skylake and KB Lake X platform. So they're LGA 2066 pin. Um, these are more, uh, workstation grade bigger and computer processors i think one of the i9s is a 10 um is a 10 core no 12 core 24 thread processor um and then a 10 core 20 thread processor um with speeds around the 3.3 gigahertz with boosts up to 4.5 um these are the new high-end um basically if you're putting together a media pc something to edit videos edit content stuff like that Mm -hmm. um you know but the big deal is that ryzen is also coming out with their ryzen 9s which will be similarly powerful different architecture obviously um but the the big thing is going to be the pricing so there's a lot of rumors that intel is going to be taking a pretty big cut on theirs um cutting out some of the current models that they've had that have been in the six to eight cores, getting rid of those, putting these in those price brackets. So now that they've got the really high end stuff at a lower price without munching into their server market. Um, but, but the big thing about this is that they are releasing these high end processors at lower prices. And you can tell that they are feeling the heat from Ryzen coming out with very competitive chips at a third of the price. So um, we are already starting to see the impact of that competition. Um, so, I, you know, it's a good time to be in the PC market because Ryzen's really shaking things up. So um, if you are in the market for media creation, PC level $1,000 processors, now's around the time you should be uh, perking up. It's a good time. Good time to be in that position. It is a good time oh. to be a gamer. Game, really? Amen. Games are all Games over. are good. I have actually felt inundated with like, there are too many games I want to play. Yeah. I want to play first... Horizon. I want to play Nier, Automata, Automata, whatever. But uh, I only have so much time. I just need infinite Yeah, life. The, first half, the first half of this year has just been like, it's just been like a, a deluge. Just it's been, quality. It's been pretty great. There's just a lot of good stuff for a lot of different appetites, which is yep. always really nice. So, and then Vegas coming. Vegas coming out soon. So the the new the new architecture from AMD for their graphics card. So those will be coming out soon. So yeah, it's a it's a good time for games. 
Mike, I... It's I, a real good time. I remember you bringing up really quick that you had differing thoughts on Horizon. Did you want to cover those? Uh, I guess not not we'll too much. Save, save um, it for a different pod. Maybe just a tease. I think upon reflection, I, I'm, I'm getting cooler on that game. I, not through any fault of its own. I think just reflecting on that and compared to... I mean, the, this, the, the ex- Breath of the Wild just basically changing, just drastically increasing my expectations for how I should be able to in- explore and interact with an open world. Horizon feels just... It just feels... I mean, it's obviously a technical, like, masterpiece. Like, it's just an incredibly looking, incredible looking game mm-hmm. um, that you can't believe is producible by man. Um, <laughs> You're going to eat those but, words in 10 years. Oh, no, seriously. I, I'm ready for that, which is mind-boggling. Um, and really exciting. But if you want your full take, they need to check out the next episode of Unscripted Gaming, which they can do by subscribing here on YouTube, going to Facebook and looking up Unscripted Gaming, giving us a like there. Follow us on Twitter at unscript underscore gaming. You can also get us in your earballs at soundcloud.com slash unscripted gaming on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever your finer podcasts are dealt. Mike. And I actually have a, a minor program note here because oh. in addition to finding all of that content, all of our unscripted gaming content there, you can also find uh, the Creed Got Robbed podcast, which uh, yes. I... Uh, it is I in guess the same I, te- feeds. I technically mm-hmm. host um, is in that same feed. I have an episode in the can uh, with my fr- with our friend David joining us. We talk about some films we've seen recently, including my thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Spoiler free. Don't worry if you haven't seen it. I liked it. Um, and uh, uh, that'll be going up uh, in a couple days. And uh, we have a, a a furious debate about. An actor that we think is uh, David thinks is a, a talentless hack, and I think he's wrong. And uh, we and <laughs> it turned into a fun discussion about the system, and it, it was it's pretty good. I think it's worth a listen. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you follow us everywhere so that you get all of our hot media properties here at Unscripted Gaming. Wow, you really went there too. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Only yeah, good content. Our fucking media conglomerate here. All the time. I mean, we do have Josh who sucks the dick of PR when it comes to Nintendo. (laughs) Please stop. I know what's up, baby. I know how to sell. I'll show shit all day long. Even though Nintendo's profiting off of us. And we back. We should have Why do you have to make me cry right at the end of the podcast? No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm shutting this shit down. This is it. This has been Unscripted Gaming. Thank you for watching. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. I'm Ray. Peace.